Hey, welcome everybody. Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. I'm Fred. Email us sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. And uh, Art, um, this Brittany Griner thing is driving me nuts because I'll tell you, apparently. Is the gun runner part of it or what's the part? <laughs> well, uh, uh, apparently the U.S. government has now offered to set free or send to Russia a guy who is called the merchant of death. He's a gun dealer in exchange for Brittany Griner and another American held hostage, held in prison in Russia. And I've said, I think we ought to do some negotiation. Brittany Griner is not a violent criminal. At worst, she's a criminal because she took marijuana into a country that doesn't allow it. I don't know about the other guy, but my point is I'm willing to trade a nonviolent guy, but I'm really not willing to give up the merchant of death. And this is hard to believe. I agree with Kurt Schilling on one issue in life forever. This is it. That's what makes the spectrum of the, the political spectrum so perfect. You can meet on the back end of Mars, you know. <laughs> I kind of agree with both of you on this one, too. I mean, what, why would you want to get a gun runner? I love the movie, you know, where the, the kids go, you know, let's run some guns. We're we're gun runners. You know, I mean, come on, let's get real here. There's got to be somebody that, that we have that the Russians planted over here, you know, some some spy that was like a journalist or something. You know, that that would make sense in a trade for her. And I mean, really and truly, it was her oversight and her lack of rushing. Is, I've read all the stuff on it now. She was rushing out of Moscow and she just threw him in the suitcase you know, mm, bad decision right there. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't understand the, the, you know, trading with a gun runner. But a lot of things about our current administration I'm not quite sure of either. So. I think that Biden is looking at his poll numbers as people are saying, if you do this, it'll catch you some more votes. So I think it's for purely political. What do you think? It's 100 percent that. I mean, they're scrambling right now. I mean, you know, they, they're coming up with new, doing, what are they going to a new explanation of what a depression is? It's not two quarters of, of no growth. You know, they're, they're, they're flying all over the handle here. I mean, they really have a big trouble. And, and you know what, Fred? I hope Brittany Griner comes home. You know, I, I've, I've never been a real big fan of the, uh, the WNBA. But, I, I, you know, even if she did do what she did and she, you know, showed a little lack of intelligence, maybe, she didn't do anything to harm anybody, and she served her time. Get her out of there. I mean, come on, you guys. It's ridiculous. Believe Sports Business Sports Media also heard on pod clips. Uh, ben Attendee is now a member of the New York Yankees. Unless everything, they play in Toronto. Everything positive except that uh, he's unvaxxed. So in the playoffs, if they meet, he can't play in Canada. And – this week, of course, the St. Louis Cardinals were in Canada, and their two best hitters, Goldsmith uh, uh, and company, Hernando, could not go to Canada. And I'm saying to myself, how selfish are these guys? They, they're entitled to their opinion, but they shower with the rest of the team. This illness is not a joke. People have 700, 7 million people around the world have died from it. Now, these players are in much better shape than the average Joe or the average Fred. I'm not questioning that. But how selfish is it? And do you think Ben Attendee now, because he's on a championship-type team, might 
get back. Let me ask you this question, Brent. And I say, yes, he, w- he probably will get the shot now. Just like he's got to shave and get rid of all his facial hair because the Yankees are sticklers on that. But here's my point on the uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado deal. What happens if the Cardinals get hot, they get to the World Series, and they play Toronto? Okay, are, are they going to sit out three World Series games because – because, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying, you know, it's total selfishness on my behalf to have teammates. I mean, you had a, a couple of games where Kansas City went up there and there were four or five players that weren't, you know, weren't vaccinated. And, you know, what's interesting is the gamblers. I mean, everybody that do, you take Goldschmidt and Arenado out of that lineup. And of course, what happened? The Blue Jays win most of the games up there. And, and so, I mean, it affects so many different things, Fred. And, and I just don't quite understand it from different perspectives, especially from team. Cause I always thought team as a team, we're together. We're all in this together and every game I'm going to be, if I'm available, I got to be there. Andrew Wiggins of the golden state warriors didn't want to get vaxxed. He's one of the unvaxxer types. He did get vaxxed because he was on the warriors. He just said this week, he's still sorry. He did. But he did it because it led him to a championship, something a lot of these guys want. So I think your point well taken. I, I, you know, I think that some of these guys are going to get vaxxed just because they're now on championship-type teams. And yeah, I'm going to tell you something. 30 years from now, when he looks down at that beautiful ring on his finger, and hopefully he'll be doing just great with grandkids all bouncing around him, you know, I think he'll be real happy that he, he got a chance to do that. Because all right, let's it, Let's stick to the NBA for a moment. Um, James Harden is taking a pay cut. He could make forty-eight million. He's only taking, I think, thirty-five million. I get a pay cut like that, Fred. (laughs) And and I'm thinking it's because he wants to prove himself again, and he needs some help, better players, and of course, with the extra thirteen million, you can get some better players. Okay, fine. Uh, Draymond uh, Draymond Green in the with the Warriors says he wants max, or he's not going to play. Now, I think max for him would be 45 or 50 million. I think he could live on 35. What's going on? Well, you know, first of all, Draymond's a real big Draymond fan. So, I mean, when you look at Draymond Green, you have to realize he likes to shake the tree. He likes to be out there in the open. Uh, he's much like Charles Barkley was at the end of his career. It's all about Charles at this point in time. And, and you know, I think Harden is making the proper mood because – with Embiid and with Harden, the Sixers could plug in the third guy and, and they would be viable, you know, a viable factor in the Eastern Conference. Um, looking at it from the other perspective, I think Golden State's a great pick at 20 to 1 right now. I think that's ridiculous. Whoever posted those odds have the Lakers at 12 to 1. I mean, what are you guys looking at? You know, and the Clippers are like 6 to 1. I'll take I'll take Golden State in the West right now. You know what I'm saying? I I, I can't figure that out at all. But neither here nor there. But Draymond marches to his own drummer. Him and Kyrie could probably get a marching and chowder society going and, and keep everybody happy, you know, at BuzzFeed or whatever. Why would anybody want Kyrie Irving? With a name like Irving, maybe he could play for the Tel Aviv team. <laughs> Let me throw you another NBA question. Apparently, the Nets have offered Durant to the Celtics for Brown and a couple other guys. 
I'd rather have Brown than Durant. Uh, and I know the Celtics got- right back with the players they have. They played great. They had a chance in the in the third quarter of Game Six, and they went cold. But other than that, they were right there at the cusp of a championship. If they play a little harder, play a little smarter, coach gets to learn a little bit. He had a learning curve this year. I think they're fine. Why would they want to mess with that that entire program? If you could run it back, let's run that back. Don't you find Durant a very self-oriented type player? You know, from the very beginning when he was with, you know, with with Oklahoma City, with Harden, by the way, and you know, they were on the cusp there. They he could have stayed in Golden State and probably won another three titles. Yeah, he's malcontent. He's he's one of those guys that that uh, you know, and he's a great basketball player, Fred. He really is. But he's just he, he's got his head down. He's He's a malcontent, and nothing makes guys like that happy. I like happy guys. I'm a Magic Johnson kind of guy, you know, who's out there playing the game that he loves like a kid. And that's what I miss in sports now is the guy that hustles out to his position, you know, and he's ready to go like it, like he was when he was 11 years old playing the Little League, you know. Where's that, where's that spark? Where's that excitement? Folks, believe sports business, sports media also heard on pod clips uh, – uh, around the world. The world of sports certainly turned upside down. One guy who's been involved in the world of sports for like five decades, Brent Musburger, stepped down a couple of months ago as the radio voice of the Raiders. Brian Horowitz, who I've never heard, is going to take his place. But talk about Brent Musburger's uh, career from your your perspective. Wow. I mean, from interviewing Joe Namath in 1969 aside, alongside the pool uh, to you know, the NFL today and CBS with Jimmy the Greek and Phyllis George to the, the great run he had doing a little bit of golf for about six, seven years. Did really well at that. Then he got college football to kind of augment uh, Keith Jackson. And between the two of them, they did that for 20 years. I mean, yeah, I've always been a huge Brent fan. He, he brought so much drama to sometimes meaningless games by the way he used his voice. He could build, he could build a crescendo. Um, yeah, I I was sad to see, you know, Horowitz seems like a great guy. He does sports talk radio, but I've never heard him do play-by-play. So, I mean, you know, that's a tough situation to be cast into. But he's doing radio in Vegas. You know, the the – the, the Oakland Radio Network has about 14 different stations all over the West. He'll be fine. He'll be he'll be okay. Um, it's just I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss you know having Brent do the games. I'd love to see him. I'd like to see him work on Saturdays and do play by play until he doesn't want to do it anymore. Finally, um, you think the average person with so much streaming going on even knows? where some of the baseball or basketball or football games might be. We were growing up two, you know, in Los Angeles, 247, New York, 247, 11. You knew where the games were. You think the average but We person, had no games on, Fred. Or no games <laughs> at all. But, but, but now – We became radio. We became radio listeners. <laughs> yeah, you tell me when the Peacock game is on versus when the Apple game is on versus the Prime game is on versus the regular game. What I'm saying is – I'm not a big fan of Rob Manfred. He's doing everything for money. He's ruined our baseball, in my opinion, to a point where, you know, he he says that he's trying to get people back. I think he's losing more people than he's gaining. 
and, and, and do your streaming deal. I just got the free one week ML MLB.com package on, on the streaming deal. And I got to tell you, I like it, but you said it right on the head. If a game is being televised or a game in your area is being televised, you don't get to see it on the streaming package. I tried to watch the Yankees and Mets. I couldn't get that game. Um, so there, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Um, I, I agree with you when it comes to Rob Manfred. I think he's trying. I think he's trying to do the right thing. I just don't think he has the vision to understand that the future of the game is at the little league level and it's, it's pumping it up and making the game fun for kids again, bring the kids to the game and the game will grow. Okay. There's enough fans like me and you, Fred, who've been around for 50, 60, 70, 125 years or whatever we are now, you know, we love the game. They'll never be able to take baseball away from us. We understand the intricacies, the strategies, the insights, which is why we laugh when we see the Dodger manager do some of the things he does because, you know, he wins in spite of the, what he does wrong because he has the best team. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. Everybody says, oh, what a great manager. You know what? He's a decent manager. He's not a great manager by any stretch of the imagination. All right. Final comment uh, from our source. Well, you know, I'm a little bit chagrined here. We've got like 10 days before the NFL comes back on TV, Raiders of Jacksonville in the Hall of Fame game. This is the toughest part of the year for me because I really want to get into football, but we're still a long way away from competitive football. Um, I see so much going on in the marketplace and, and in the country and, and so much you know, disruption. And, you know, I just, I just would like to have everybody enjoy their summer a little bit. Gas prices are down a little bit, which is good. You know, just kind of like, take care of each other a little bit more. I think we got to look out for each other as a society more and quit being so abrupt with each other. And, and I think that's something we could all work on just, you know, as human beings. For Art, for Mario, I'm Fred. Believe sports business, sports media also heard on pod clips. We'll see you around the corner folks. So stay tuned. Bye everybody. <laughs>